What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. The one that everybody wants me. This is my You're gonna acknowledge me. And welcome to the WWE Podcast for this Sunday, July 24th, 2022. I hope everyone is doing well tonight or today as we are about to embark on SummerSlam week. Actually, it's technically here, right? Because Sunday starts the new week and Saturday is the event. So we have a lot to discuss. Of course, Vince McMahon's retirement is the headline news as it should be given the magnitude of his retirement and what that means for WWE and everything else. And, you know, I, I did talk about it in a separate podcast for about 30, 40 minutes a day or two ago. And uh, tomorrow evening or tomorrow, sometime maybe during the day, I'll be dropping an episode with Anthony DeMarco and myself as we cover Vince McMahon and get his thoughts. And there's certainly, you know, a lot to discuss 
you could take an entire series and, and make it about Vince McMahon's retirement and really digging into what he's meant to the business because I understand there's a lot of people that don't like him and all that, but nobody, nobody, regardless of what you think of him on a personal level, regardless of what you think of Vince McMahon uh, in his in his personal endeavors and his infidelities and all of that, the, the fact of the matter is he has had the single largest impact on professional wrestling in the history of the world single-handedly now he had a lot of help of course he didn't do by on his own but he was the one and in the uh you know in in the 19 well he actually took it global i think in the 1940s is when he took it over i believe late 1940s from his dad he purchased it from his dad and the uh territories were still intact and then uh he bought the territories and here we are today i mean that's a very 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 simplified version but hey there's a lot to discuss, and we won't get into the history of that. We'll talk more about that tomorrow with Anthony DeMarco. But uh, welcome to the Weekend Review, everybody. This is the WWE Podcast, and I will really encourage you, if you want to have a ad-free experience, patreon.com slash WWE Podcast is the name of the game because it allows you to get everything ad-free, every single show that we do, including a shout-out on this show and including priority placement in the mailbag and don't forget mr and mrs casual wrestling fan have a big impact this week because they are going to be doing the mailbag with the the emails and mr casual wrestling fan is going to be joining me on friday probably friday evening for a SummerSlam preview and prediction show i don't know the last time that we've done a show together so i'm really excited for that one as he always has conflicting thoughts. If you guys don't want to hear somebody that agrees with everything I, I, I think is going to happen or should happen or will or won't happen, then Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan is your guy. So uh, he always uh, has his very, not everything's different, but uh, certainly he differs on uncertain things, and it's a lot of fun to have him on the show. So that is going to be happening they, uh, later this week, as I said, probably after SmackDown ends. We will be uh, recording, and it'll be a blast. So that's the schedule, of course. SummerSlam is Saturday. Now, I will let you know, I promise we're going to get to actual week in review and not just this housekeeping stuff in a second. But on Saturday, I have family coming over. Um, it's uh, kind of a family get-together, and I don't know how how much I'm going to be able to watch SummerSlam live because of... Uh, well, family, and I think some of them are actually staying over, so it's not as if, oh, I can just you know, have everyone leave by mid-afternoon dinner time, have the cake, and get the hell out of my house. Uh, nope. Uh, it's, uh, I think I think if some of them are staying over the night, so uh, that just means I have to play host, I have to be nice, and I can't be sitting there on my phone or watching TV while everyone else is uh, you know, conversing, and uh, so, yeah, that is what it is. I just wanted to let you guys know because I may or may not be tweeting live or anything like that. Uh, but now I, I will watch it as soon as I humanly can. Maybe it'll be really late that night or the following day. So uh, just FYI, uh, this is not a choice of mine. <laughs> so uh, anyway, read, read between the lines of what I'm saying. All right, well, let's dive into what happened this week in WWE. And well, yeah, I just I, I did briefly talk about the Vince retirement. But on SmackDown, Stephanie came out. And I had predicted this because I didn't see SmackDown 
by the time I thought that this would happen, I thought it would happen on Raw. It happened on SmackDown as Stephanie opened the show and didn't say a, a you know anything shocking, but she seemed genuinely emotional as understood that she should be and would be, and uh, you know just said that uh, the, you know the, the whole thank you Vince chant happened and she just wanted to welcome us to SmackDown and you know they're they're uh, they're the they're the leader in entertainment and like just basically a quick infomercial for WWE, but did lead the thank you Vince chant that broke out. And Hey, uh, that's probably going to happen a lot. What's going to be very interesting to me as we go forward in time is I don't believe Vince McMahon is done on WWE television. There is just no way. No. Now he may be technically gone from the company as far as being on the payroll, for uh, the CEO, but there's just no way that in as time goes on that WWE doesn't put Vince on TV as a cameo, as a one-time appearance, or in a semi-regular role. Once this all blows over, and not not saying they're going to reestablish him as the CEO, but just to keep him in the public eye or put him back in the public eye when they feel that it's kind of been squashed by the other news that's happening around the world. And it may take a year or so for people to not care if Vince shows up on WWE TV and the fans are going to explode. I mean, just imagine, just imagine Vince coming out in like a year to, to uh, be the co I don't be the host of Monday night raw or something, or a special referee for a match. I don't know something crazy just, just for like a night short term, whatever, just to see him do that. And, even though Vince won't be the CEO, no one, no fan is going to look at Vince and feel like he's not still running the company. I don't care. It's it's almost like we don't believe it because Vince is synonymous with the just being the leader of the wrestling world, and it, everything we feel we know about Vince would con- be completely contrary to the fact that he is just going to walk away willingly and we're never going to see him again. That's very far from the truth. On top of the fact that. Can't you see him in the Hall of Fame like next year, the year after, once everything's kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, settled down, the dust has settled, and people have moved on? I can see him absolutely being in the Hall of Fame. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Anybody that doesn't think Vince McMahon should be in the Hall of Fame, I, I again, I, I don't know how even how to have a conversation with you about wrestling. So that's what I think. He'll definitely be in the Hall of Fame. I could absolutely see him in a year or two back on WWE TV in a very limited or one-time off role. You know, not in charge of the company, but in that kind of capacity on air. So, all right. Well, uh, so Stephanie did that, and, you know, she got cheered. She got uh, pretty heavily cheered, and that's to be expected as well. Now, Stephanie McMahon has one of the most ear-piercing voices you've ever heard, but (laughs) I I still have, I guess, PTSD from when they had the whole authority storyline that happened with Seth Rollins and everything several years ago, like six, seven years ago. And when every single Monday night, it would feel like Stephanie McMahon's music would hit and Stephanie and Triple H would come out and they'd play the authority heels. Uh, So, all right. Well, beyond that, we had another shocking, I don't even know if I'd call it a return. I guess I'd call it kind of just like a, I guess a, a surprise based on what we heard running around the internet, and that's Brock Lesnar. Now, we had heard that Brock Lesnar was not going to be there, that he walked out, he was on his private jet, on his way back to Saskatchewan, this and that. 
apparently those rumor those those were just rumors. And somehow they made their way onto the news sites and the news sites spread it like wildfire. And it was one of those things that maybe it did have a, I think, a pinch of truth to it, if not more. But either way, Brock Lesnar obviously did make the right decision in fulfilling his contractual obligations and making his way to SmackDown and in the last two minutes destroying theory to the delight of the TD Garden in Boston. And the crowd, I mean, the crowd was as surprised as anybody was to hear Brock Lesnar's music hit, given everything we think we thought we knew about what happened. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, I was convinced that he was he was gone, too. You know, I thought they'd have to rewire the SummerSlam main event, all that. Doesn't seem to be the case, and Brock Lesnar is here. I don't know how for long how long he's here. Nobody does except Brock. But whatever the contract he had with Vince was, I'm sure that they're going to honor that through whatever the expiration is. And I don't know if that's next through next year's WrestleMania, whatever it may be. But um, it was cool to see Brock out there in Brock mode, not cowboy mode, and not trying to make jokes, but actually coming out to kick ass. That's the Brock Lesnar I love. And I still could do without the ponytail. I still could do without the cowboy hat and the plaid and all that. Well, the plaid's fine. Uh, but And I love the beard. And I love his, his general attire. But the cowboy hat needs to go and his hair needs to go. Um, I, I think I said this a few, several, no, like six, seven months ago, whenever he came back looking like this. I said, uh, yeah, I'm going to put a bounty on Brock Lesnar's hair. Just somebody break in his house, risk your life to just take hair clippers and bzz, you know, buzz off the hair. <laughs> I'm putting a bounty out there. Uh, so, but Brock Lesnar came out and absolutely destroyed Theory. F5 on Theory. F5 again on top of the briefcase. And Brock Lesnar stands tall. So, that was fun. It was fun to see Brock do what he does. And we'll have to see what happens uh, You know, at, at SummerSlam. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of options. Uh, in a completely different uh, completely different topic. I want to talk about the maximum models, maximum male models, and Max Dupree, who is no longer there. 
And now there's also been reports that Max Dupree has, quote unquote, rubbed people the wrong way backstage. And he is no longer in this role. I maybe I don't even know if he's still with the company or what. That's at least hearsay what's floating around. And that Maxine Dupree is taking over the reins of that uh, that story. And I got to say, I'm very sad about this because I did like the Max Dupree storyline. I did. I, I And I know that. I said that at the time when it came out that I'm sure many of you didn't, and I'm sure you expected me to come out here and crap on it. I actually really enjoyed it. For some reason, it was a guilty pleasure, and now we have Maximum Maxine, uh, Maxine Dupree, who is running the show, and next week I think they're going to show off their beachwear. So that that's uh you know hey that that's must see TV right. Some odd reason I'm still interested in this, but uh, I do say Max Dupree had something to him. He almost had that Rico vibe. If anybody, you guys remember Rico? Um, or who's another person? <sighs> or uh, Simon Dean. You guys remember Simon Dean back in the day? He was this. Uh, he, he was an infomercial guy. He played the part of a, of a infomercial host. And it was really funny. He kind of had the Simon Dean feel to him where it made me hate him. But I also loves watching the character. So I really hope that somehow Max Dupree makes his way back. I think he added a lot to the presentation. And so anyway, but we have Massey, uh, Mansois. I mean, they'll they'll have to carry the load of SmackDown next week. Otherwise, well, the entire show could be a flop. So <laughs> but let's see what else happened here. Ludwig Kaiser defeated Shinsuke with a DDT, and the finish was set up when Gunther hit Nakamura when the ref was distracted, so Ludwig hit his finish. I don't know what they're calling his DDT, but another example of a DDT being used as a finish. Pretty cool, huh? So Ludwig gets the victory, but as Ludwig is on stage, it looks like Gunther is going to slap or chop the chest of Ludwig. He doesn't. puts his arm on him. We have Ludwig smile like, oh, whew, that was a close one. I got the victory. He must be happy. And then we have another chop by uh, by uh, Gunther on Ludwig. And so I, I, I'm trying to make of this what I want here. And, and I, I just hope it's not this. I hope it's not them splitting up. I hope it's not trying to turn Ludwig babyface or something. We're like two years from that, I feel like. That's a long ways away. And you haven't even established either character that well yet to the fans that have not seen NXT. So, at least NXT UK, especially with these two. So it just doesn't seem right. I think it's more of a way to build Gunther's character. Show you who he is at his core. Even when he gets his assistant gets the victory... I think Gunther's character looks at Ludwig and says, this guy's representing me, and he needed help to beat Shinsuke? That's embarrassing. So, yes, you got the victory, but I'm the one who, who handed that to you. You know, you, still, you haven't proven yourself to me. Maybe I think that's the, what the message was and the reason for the chop, even though Ludwig got the, the victory. And it also could just be just some still uh, some anger lingering from the loss that uh, Nakamura gave Ludwig a couple of weeks ago. And it's to further cement that let uh, we have 
Gunther, who does not like to lose. He doesn't like to be associated with losers. And if you lose, you will pay the price. And so that's what I think. Uh, there's also a, fa- a a picture floating around the internet, and it had a some uh, somebody at a house show, I think, of Gunther standing in the ring with Drew McIntyre on the apron, staring at each other. That's this is way too soon. Now I believe the picture is legitimate, but if WWE is trying to build this for, I mean, a, a pay per view in a month or two, I hope not. I hope this is something that happens. Way down the line, if they want a WrestleMania out of this, I guess they could do that. But right now, uh, they that is really jumping the gun, I think. So, uh, yeah, I, it's a matchup I want to see, but I know that I'll want to see it more down the line when, when especially we have Gunther get more character development, more time on his own, and I think that is what's missing here. But uh, that's it's going to be a fun matchup when and if that happens. So, what else happened on SmackDown? We got Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey backstage. Both had, you know, dressed to the nines, getting all their makeup done, and both said that they would win their SummerSlam match, and then I guess the whole argument was over passion. Yeah, it was over passion. Liv does feel comfortable in front of Ronda Rousey. I'll give her that. You know, she says that, uh, you know, she may not be stronger or faster or whatever than... than, uh, than Rhonda, but she has more passion than her. And I can confirm that given that Rhonda can't even say the champion, the name of the championship correctly. So I think that if you, you don't even want to say the name correctly and you feel the need to change the name. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Rhonda Rousey just has a problem with saying SmackDown women's championship. She just wants to say SmackDown championship like a five-year-old. So yeah, I can confirm with very high confidence that Liv Morgan has more passion for this business than does Ronda Rousey. I can nearly guarantee that, but it was okay. You know, they seem to have kind of a friendly mutual respect for one another, not necessarily a blood feud at all. So, all right. Happy Corbin then attacked Pat McAfee while he was at the commentary table. McAfee chased Corbin backstage where they briefly brawled before being broken up, uh, having that broken up by officials. This was fine. You know, Pat McAfee is a very likable guy. There's no doubt about it that Pat McAfee in his short time has become one of the most energetic shots of adrenaline to a show that you've ever seen, especially at the announce desk. And it was it was fine. Now, I have no problem with Pat McAfee the way that he takes bumps. He takes it like a pro. But selling is at a really selling is at a premium now. I mean, selling is at a premium in the entire pro wrestling industry, especially WWE, you know, where you get kicked in the head and you, you get smashed on the announce table. And all you're doing is sitting there like you just you know, you're out of breath because you ran a 60 meter sprint. I think that's a complaint with a lot of the way that, quote unquote, they sell today in general, not just Pat. But in general, selling has gone away because this, the product has sped up and you can't sell something that's so fast. It's just registering it, not selling it. Like I'll register that you, quote unquote, punched me in the face, but I'm not going to sell it where I'm just you know holding my jaw half the match. I, you know, the, the announcers are questioning if it's broken. No, none of that. <laughs> none of that happens, even though it should if this is supposed to be a stimulated sport. But the lack of of uh, of selling here, especially with Pat, I think 
it hurt a little bit. Um, it hurt a little bit with Pat McAfee not selling it where, you know, it did. It, it looked like, again, he just like walked up or ran up a, a really long flight of stairs and just sitting there out of breath instead of actually clutching or holding or limping, at least in, in a work way to sell what had just happened to him. I mean, that's the way the WWE works as a whole is you could you could pick apart any body part you want, unless it's an injury angle, if it's just a regular match. You could do anything to any body part and specifically target that body part. And most of the time, the way that that person who's getting attacked sells is just like they're just out of breath or just tired. They don't sell the actual like the actual focus of their opponent. If they're trying to you know attack their leg most of the match, well, why wouldn't you sell the leg? It's registering, but nothing's being sold. I think that's a anyway, much larger issue for another day. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And one other thing I'll say. I, I Again, I'm a Pat McAfee fan. He's, he really has grown on me. At first, I found him super annoying, obnoxious, all that. But he has uh, definitely, he's, he's good on the microphone. He, he just kind of fits this business perfectly. But... <laughs> Can we drop the bum ass Corbin? Like, if first of all, that's not a catchy phrase. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't. It doesn't have a good ring to it. Kind of, kind of awkward. Uh, and he's trying to force it. I know. I know he's trying to get the crowd involved. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get you know crowd participation, encourage crowd participation, participation, especially if you're a babyface. But I, I just, I don't know. It's not catching, Pat. I mean, if you have to, here's how you know it's not catching. If somebody out there is like, what are you talking about? People chat chant it. Yeah. The only time people chant it is when Pat McAfee initiates it. When he is the one that starts it and then people feel the obligation, the obligation to continue it. You know, so that's how you know it's not catching on. I, I just I wish he could drop it. It's not catchy, at least to me. And people cheer it only when Pat initiates it, not organically. Okay. The Viking Raiders are rather should I say the vicious Viking Raiders as we get Seth freaking Rollins and vicious Viking. And we got to add all these adjectives, uh, but 
the the Viking Raiders, as I'm just going to call them, defeated Jinder Mahal and Shanky via countout when the New Day at ringside, uh, the Raiders actually were able to attack effectively outside and leave Mahal and Shanky out of the ring for the 10 count. And so we got the Viking Raiders winning because the New Day, who are at ringside, by the way, they were on commentary. <sighs> They are that you talk about sucking the oxygen out of a room. They are just the. I mean, I'm going to take the fact that I can't stand a new day out of it. I've been, I've been talking about them for eight years, nearly since they have been. Uh, they they initially started the concept in 2014, but the, uh, whoever it is, you shouldn't overwhelm the commentary table if you're co co or rather guest commentating. You should kind of be there to add things as the announcers ask you or maybe jump in when you think something is appropriate to say, but you don't just completely take over the entire announce desk because, well, you're, you're, well my character's flashy and we're loud and we're, that wouldn't make sense if we're sitting here quiet. I'm not asking you to be mute, but what I'm asking is for, you know, respect for the match going on. I don't know. It also has a lot to do with the fact that I, the New Day is one of the worst things to ever happen to pro wrestling. I, I mean that. It, I think it in some ways is worse than the finger poke of doom. I think it's worse than some of the worst storylines WWE's ever come out with, including Katie Vick and Bailey. This is your life, and like e- even the Seth Rollins uh, Bray Wyatt Hell in a Cell matchup that d- really derailed both men's careers. I actually think this is worse because it disrespects the entire business, and it's been disrespecting the entire business not for just a match, not for just a moment. Like the finger poke of doom, not just no, no. Those are moments. Those are single matches. This is an ongoing embarrassment of eight years of pro wrestling. Embarrassment. That's the problem I have. It's such an ongoing, long-running embarrassment and exposure and disrespect to the business. That's how I look at that. Yeah, I cannot. Yeah, I'm trying to find stronger words. I can't without making this TV 14. Okay, moving on. Uh, Sheamus then informed Drew McIntyre that they would face off next Friday in a Donnybrook match, i.e. a Shillelagh match. And I'm thinking to myself, well, have they done this before with Fit Finley? Fit Finley did have a Shillelagh he brought around. And I think he, he was a very convincing Irishman. He really is an Irishman. But has he ever had a Shillelagh match? I'd have to look that up. I'll take them at face value. So they're going to have a, well, as they're calling it, a Donnybrook match. So it's going to feature just a bunch of Shillelaghs and Irish weapons. Basically, it's it basically a no DQ match. <laughs> That's all this is. It, it's a no disqualification match next week with Drew and Sheamus for the chance, whoever wins this, to go to Clash at the Castle to face whoever the WWE World Heavyweight Universal European 24-7 uh, Divas champion is, and again, I, I I don't have a problem with this matchup. They're actual best friends in real life. They're you know they're gonna lay their crap in. They'll make it look good. Both are very snug workers, and that I mean that complimentary. I think that they have good chemistry, all that. But from a storyline perspective, guys, what? Why is Sheamus putting this off? It's almost as if this is he's looking his character is looking at this as some kind of punishment that he's just delaying. It, like it's almost like a bandit he feels like he has to just rip off and do it. Dude, you're given an opportunity to main event clash at the castle. The first event 
in uh, in Wales in 30 years and you're you're pushing this opportunity back and back and back every week? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I mean, somebody may say, well, his character's cowardly. His character's trying to avoid a fight with Drew. Do you know what's at stake? Do you know what heels can do in a matchup where they feel that they'll lose if it's mano mano mano? There's a lot of stuff. That is a lame excuse for anybody trying to sell me on that. But in a positive light, as I feel this podcast has been a little negative, the matchup should be very physical next week if we get it, by the way. This may be pushed to SummerSlam. I could see this match being pushed to SummerSlam where it's, a, you know, that's where it's going to happen. But if this is truly next week and it does actually happen and we do have an outcome, a, a fair, flat, and uh, clean outcome, I expect a very hard-hitting match with Drew McIntyre winning, by the way. Is there any chance Sheamus wins this? The answer is hell no. <laughs> the answer is zero. This is Drew McIntyre's match to win. And by the way, here's another bit of evidence if you don't believe me. Drew McIntyre went overseas to promote the uh, whole event for the uh, Clash of the Castle event for weeks. So, yeah, I think that they knew what they were getting themselves into with Drew and that they'll put him in a main event position come the event in uh in, in, in September, I think it's September, right? No, August. When when is Clash of the Castle? I think it's in August, believe it or not. And then we have the beloved Crown Jewel event in Saudi Arabia. So get ready for that. Okay, Raquel Rodriguez defeated Sonya Deville with her. Uh, what is she? She has a, a one arm power bomb. She does. It's it's got a really cool name, and I can't remember. It starts with a T. Somebody out there is yelling it. I can't think of it, but. This was a dominant match. I mean, it wasn't even very competitive, and I don't mean that in a bad way. More, more often, matches, men and women's matches, shouldn't be always, all the time, everyone taking everyone to the limit. Why? How? How, is it, how would it even be possible from a statistical standpoint? You know, why shouldn't matches end sooner? Sometimes they should. And in this case... This this was actually kind of a surprising dominant match from Raquel, not because she's not a very strong, large, intimidating woman, and I mean that very respectfully. But she, she's a strong she she's more muscular than some of the guys on the roster, and I think it's all natural. I don't think there's anything funny going on there. So she's got she's a legit badass, and it's believable she could beat Sonya. But man, uh. Sonya Deville has fallen quite a bit off. She went from the co-WWE official that we never got an explanation how she got that to every time she goes in to berate Adam Pierce, Adam Pierce puts her in a matchup. And Raquel Rodriguez and Sonya, I think, had a very a solid match. No complaints here. I'd give it like a B minus C plus matchup and ended with the uh, the one arm powerbomb by Raquel who gets the victory. And Sonya goes back to whatever she was doing before. I don't know what that is. Maybe making a you know, uh, sexualized pictures with her girlfriend on Instagram. Who knows? That seems to be what she's doing these times, these days, full-time, is that, where WWE is kind of her part-time gig. You don't believe me? Go check it out. All right. So, and somebody may say, hey, uh, there's nothing wrong with somebody showing they love somebody else. No, there's not. I don't care. Who, you know, whatever. Men, women, who cares? 
But when somebody's trying to like, it feels like deliberately shove it in your face and it gets obnoxious. So like the same picture over and over, just in just different locations, different lighting, different makeup. It's like, okay, we get it. Uh, you're, you're gay. Congratulations. I don't give a damn. Like, I don't care. I literally don't care. Um, you know, I, I just, it doesn't interest me, but I feel like she's trying to make it an issue or make it like drive the point, not just home, but into the ground that she, she's a lesbian. I don't, I don't care. I mean, you know, it it seems, I don't know. She's trying to like put it out there as if it's some kind of revolutionary scandalous first time ever. Somebody's had the guts to put the picture up of her girlfriend and her kissing. Oh my God. Two women kissing. It, It feels that way. She's never said anything like that. But it just feels that way that she's trying to to come. She's trying to get the credit for something that she you know is about two millionth in line for. I don't know. I, I just I get I get vibes from Sonya that's uh, not my not my cup of tea in, in certain areas. But hey, I heard her girlfriend are happy. That's great. I just I don't care. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, as far as like you know. Anyway, let's move on. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial Level. LLC, member SIPC. Things are going to get bad here. Okay. Lacey Evans hit Aaliyah with a cheap shot after a promo again running down the fans. Lacey hit Aaliyah with a woman's right. Evans then walked off, avoiding the match again with Aaliyah. I think that's like the third week in a row, I believe. And I don't know what to make of this. You know, Sonya Deville, or rather Sonya. Aaliyah is somebody that is as generic as they come. She's just this kind of happy-go-lucky, happy to be here. I'll do whatever the company says, and I just this is what I've dreamt about since birth. Is you know signing a contract with WWE, all that kind of you know stomach-churning crap. But Lacey Evans, I think, is doing a nice job. I like where this character is going. I like how they've somehow been able to turn an actual very hardworking service. Uh, service woman into an anti-hero that's pretty and it's pretty amazing and she actually has like usa built into her name i believe on the back of her gear and she she did truly serve in the military none of that is fake and yet somehow it's a testament to wwe creative and her they've been able to make this just something that the crowd can't stand and it's it's amazing, just like with Bianca Belair's EST, something that should be inherently healed. They've made it endearing, at least for the time being. I think that's going to change. But Aaliyah gets knocked out. Now, I would imagine that they're going to finally have this matchup next week or at SummerSlam, maybe on the pre-show or whatever. And if, if Aaliyah doesn't show any kind of aggression here, I think that's a big mistake. You can't get punked out two weeks in a row, knocked out the third week in a row, sucker punched, and then the fourth week, you're just out there doing collar and elbow tie-ups. You know, like they're back from commercial break. Which, by the way, if you didn't notice, about 80% of the time, whenever they go to break, the baby face is on the outside of the ring. They zoom in to the either baby face is you know, grimacing in pain or the heel who's 
satisfied, uh, smiling on the outside, and they say, can so-and-so get back in this as, as Raw rolls on or whatever? But also when they return from back, back from commercial break, you'll notice that somebody's always in like a side headlock or a rear, rear chin lock. They're in some kind of hold. Notice that too. All right, let's move on. Uh, I feel like there was something else. I feel like there was something else. Um, we oh oh, oh I talked about Maxine. Um, the oh the six man tag match, the six man tag match beyond where we had Brock Lesnar come out at the very very end, where uh, the the main event saw the Street Profits and Madcap Moss defeat the Usos in theory via DQ, and this was uh this was a, a good match it was a, it was quality is almost impossible to be bad given the level of sheer raw talent that all of these men have but the premise of this was theory calling out the tribal chief usos telling him he needs to take the tribal chief's mouth out of his name or out, name out of his mouth and then he didn't allow Jimmy or Jay, I couldn't remember which one, to get the tag. Theory bails, but end, ends up getting super kicked by the Usos. Uh, and so Theory ends up, uh, of course, at the end of the night, looking up at the lights. But this was, um, it, it was fine, I guess. Theory's using the briefcase as a weapon now. He used it on Mad Cat Moss. I don't know, it's kind of weird, but hey. This this was a really saved. This whole segment, I think, was saved to me by Brock Lesnar. The whole show that kind of felt a little bit ho-hum to me was saved by Brock Lesnar closing the show on a very strong note that left the crowd home, going home happy in the TD Garden. It was Brock Lesnar coming out and destroying theory. No doubt about that. Uh, here's one analysis of this main event. It said, in what was one of the strangest days in the history of professional wrestling, Brock Lesnar still showed up to do what Brock Lesnar does best. The show felt odd from the jump with Stephanie leading chance for her father and then two hours of mostly insignificant action. Then Lesnar showed up despite reportedly leaving the arena in the wake of Vince's retirement. It wasn't anything special, but at least it was at least delivering as advertised his appearance ahead of SummerSlam. So that's something. Well, I got to say, if the bar is just doing what you're contractually obligated to do, that's that's the bare minimum. Like that's just contractually what you need to do. So why are we praising things that are just supposed to be done because you signed a contract saying you'll do them and then you do them and we're supposed to throw a party? Are we, are we supposed to just bow down because somebody fulfilled the contractual obligations? My god, how what a generous giving man Brock is. Now, I'm not crapping on Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar literally does whatever the hell he wants to do. He does as little as he has to do to make the most money. Good for him. Seriously, I mean that. But if people are looking at this through the lens of, oh my God, well, he fulfilled his contractual obligation. Isn't that great? Uh, no, that's the bare minimum. That, that That's just that, that's just satisfactory, right? So, all right, let's get on to Monday Night Raw for a little bit, and then we'll close out the show. I don't spend too much time on Monday because we have an entire show that I covered on Raw uh, earlier this week. And, of course, Michael Ritter covers SmackDown, 
as you heard, Michael and John, who have covered SmackDown for many months now. And uh, you can hear their SmackDown review show. I think it was the show right before this feed. So or right bef- on this feed right before this show. So, okay. Uh, so on Raw, this also was kind of a weird show. I mean, it was headlined by The Miz and Logan Paul. So that, that was very, very weird. But we got Bianca Belair versus Carmella in a women's championship match. And Bianca Belair, as 1,000% expected, retains that. We, let's see, got Rey Mysterio versus Damian Priest. With the premise of that being that the Judgment Day wanted Dominic to join. Dominic did to protect his dad, and then he got beat down anyway. I still think he's going to join. I'm, I have, I'm holding out hope. Uh, let's see here. Ezekiel versus Seth Rollins. The only man that Seth can beat right now is Ezekiel, but Seth Rollins does get the victory. Omos and MVP versus the Street Profits, where the Street Profits did win this match. Good matchup. Not great. It was just okay to good. Uh, let's see here. AJ Styles versus Theory. Easily the match of the night. No question about it. Even if it did end in a countout, which is a kind of a finish that WWE is oddly fascinated with lately. The amount of countouts is... It's it's the new DQ. But Ziggler nailed Theory with a super kick while the ref had his back turned during this match, and it led to Styles getting a countout victory. And we still don't know the issue that that uh, Ziggler has with theory. Now that none of that's been explained yet, probably because WWE doesn't know yet. So, but it was fine. Uh, and, and this match was really good. AJ styles and theory. I could watch them for an hour. Okay. Oscar Brooke and bliss versus Nikki ASH Tamina and Dewdrop. Oscar Brooke and bliss win, but it came at the expense of absolute embarrassment and the 24-7 title being a part of this matchup where everyone was able to, I think, at some point or another, excuse me, hold that championship, and it was supposed to be entertainment. It was supposed to be comedy. It was exactly none of those things, by the way. It was it was just bad. I mean, the 24-7 title needs to just, uh, I can't say it enough, it needs to die. Slow death, fast, don't, know, don't care. But, all right, Miz TV with Logan Paul. Um... So I one thing I one thing I I'm, I'm not a fan of I'll just get the negative off the bat here the tiny ball stuff it's not catchy it's not edgy it's not funny so if it's none of those things then what is it it's sophomoric it's not funny it doesn't serve any purpose at all to me and I think it's extremely childish but this whole thing was about the, this episode of Ms TV where we were supposed to see a face-off between Logan Paul and The Miz, and we did. And Logan Paul and Creative did the best they could to make this guy seem like just a normal human being, to make him feel more relatable than he normally does, to take the arrogance out of his swagger, his attitude, his his delivery of promos. That's not easy to do with Logan Paul, which is why he's so just, just completely effortlessly a heel in pro wrestling. I mean, I, I just... Them... Putting Miz and uh, Logan Paul together in a ring in sixty in front of sixty thousand people, I have a very hard time. Given the fact that the most of the people who go to these events, large events, especially SummerSlam, are of the male variety and older variety, we are not really we don't have any love lost for Logan Paul. Okay, so 
that tells you all you need to know about the possible reaction of Logan Paul that he could get at SummerSlam, and I'm I can't wait to hear it. So that that was the main event, and we also had Champa attack Logan Paul from behind after Logan Paul attacked the Miz, and uh, we had Logan Paul able to fend them both off, and then go up the ramp to safety as it would have been a two on one scenario. It was okay. It was just okay. I didn't love this. I didn't hate this. And it got the crowd right where WWE, you, you, you know, when you come up with this segment and you look at the natural dislike that a lot of people have for Logan Paul, you're thinking, oh boy, we, we really got to think this out. And I think the execution of it was good. Now, can the momentum of, the, of that sh- shift from week to week? Absolutely. Do I think it's going to shift in a big way at WrestleMania or at SummerSlam? Yes. And I want to be here for it when it crashes and burns and people cheer for the Miz and they boo the hell out of Logan Paul. That's what I want. All right. Well, uh, that pretty much covers everything that happened on Raw and SmackDown. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you guys can check us out at patreon.com slash WWE podcast for a dollar a month. You can go ad free and get all the shows ad free, a shout out on the show and much more. And for higher tiers, you get extra shows, exclusive shows that are not available on, on our normal feed, ad free everything. But uh, you can also come on if you're on the $10 tier and host a show with me. Uh, and so that is uh, something I'd really encourage you to check out. You can also go to our website, wwepodcast.com and go VIP. That gets you ad-free everything and video too. So I'll be back uh, tomorrow, as I said, with Anthony DeMarco covering a lot of Vince and maybe some other stuff. And then it's off to the races with SummerSlam, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. As always, take care, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.